I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Tuesday, May the 18th, and we're so thankful that you are with us for our Winning Side broadcast. And we're looking forward to a great week. Of course, had a great day on Sunday. And we're looking forward to our service tomorrow night and looking forward to a great day on Sunday. I forgot to mention it yesterday, but I always try to let you know what's coming because I hope, I hope that you look forward to Sundays. And I hope Sunday is never an afterthought of, oh, we've got nothing else to do, we'll go to church. I hope it's the thing you're looking forward to and planning on and praying for. But this Sunday, we've got a special music group that will be with us in the morning. They'll sing for the drive-in. They'll sing for the 11 o'clock service. Uh, we'll probably get them to sing. In, I think they're going to be in the teen class, so we'll scratch that. They'll be singing in the teen class, but not for the adults. And then uh, Sunday night, we're honored to have uh, Brother Gary Moore. Brother Gary was our youth pastor here for about eight years, I believe. And uh, he and uh, his wife, Angie, and their children, they'll be back. He'll be preaching Sunday night. So hope you make plans to be in church on Sunday. And we'll look forward to a great time together in God's house. I know we just got done with Sunday uh, a day or two ago, but here we are already getting fired up about this coming Sunday. I do want to let you know we've got a birthday today. Miss Faye Padruchny, happy birthday to you. And then happy anniversary to Richard and Christine Brown. I hope you folks have a wonderful day today. Let's pray for our country. Let's pray for the nation of Israel. Uh, let's pray for one another. We've got a lot of folks in our church with uh, prayer requests, with surgeries and appointments and recovery and all that. And let's pray for one another. And uh, God has been so good to us, that is for sure. I want you to hear a song. I think the first time I uh, introduced you to this family... Um, a month or two ago, we had him sing a song called We Need the Church. And I love that. I hope you, you'll, I know you hear that on the radio from time to time, but I love that song, We Need the Church. But here's a great song that they sing uh, Unto you which believe, he is precious. And you know, if you have trusted in Christ, then you know that he is faithful, you know that he is true. And Jesus Christ is precious unto those which believe. You say, well, isn't he precious to everybody? Well, he should be. But the more you love him and the more you trust him and the more you know him, the more he becomes precious and valuable to you. And I thank the Lord for that precious, uh, precious name of Jesus. And what a wonderful Savior he is. You listen as they sing, and then we'll get back into our series on the book of Proverbs. The stories all tell of the Savior Who cares for the souls of His own Never has one been forsaken Never has one been alone We could all fill the
I hope that you can uh, say amen to that song, and I hope that Jesus is precious to you. And you say, well, Pastor, I've been saved, so I've, I'm, I'm all good. I've got it covered. Well, praise God you're saved, and praise God that you've trusted Christ as your Savior. And I thank God that you have eternal life. But I want to tell you, there's a wonderful, abundant, joyful Christian life that you can live every day by walking with God and spending time in the Bible and spending time in prayer. God is so good. And uh, it is glory, the songwriter said. It is glory just to walk with Him. And I just uh, thought of Brother Bobby Jones there when I said glory, just like he always says it. We talked yesterday about Proverbs, and uh, we saw how that uh, we should uh, search for wisdom like a person would search for hidden treasures. And of course, the difference is God's Word is far more valuable than any treasure. Uh, it is more precious than gold. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. David said, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. And maybe that's why Solomon uh, used that example, because he heard his daddy uh, say that, and he heard his daddy teach that to him. But we saw yesterday all the times in the first 10 Proverbs, 10 chapters of Proverbs, where it says, my son, uh, my son, or ye children. You know, Deuteronomy chapter 6 is where Moses gave the law from God that the parents have the responsibility to teach and to instruct their children. I want to remind you, fathers, in Ephesians, the Bible says that we are not to provoke our children to wrath, but we are to bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of God. That means we're supposed to teach them some things about the Bible. We're supposed to teach our children the way of the Lord. Uh, life is serious. And the decisions and the choices that we make are vitally important. That's why we must be very vigilant uh, in how we teach, and we must be very vigilant in how we receive the teaching that has been given to us. I want to say this. This is a very obvious statement, but I think it needs to be said. Parents must be parents. God gave you parents. God gave you your children because He wanted you to be the parent, and he wanted the child to be the child, and you've got something to teach those children from the Word of God. Uh, are parents going to be perfect? Absolutely not. But we ought to do our very best to learn and to study and to teach the way of the Lord to our children. Yes, we'll still make mistakes, but we are not off the hook. That does not mean we can shirk our responsibility. We must teach. And Solomon is taking time here in Proverbs to say, My son, I want you to learn this. I want you to hear this. I want you to know this. And you can't uh, force your children when they reach a certain age. It's up to them. You train up a child in the way he should go. And then when he is old, he'll not depart from it. But that's his choice. That's her choice. That becomes that child's decision when they reach that age where they're no longer in your home. But we must teach our children. Uh, when we get away from God's plan, it's amazing how we mess things up. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, again, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. If our children are supposed to obey, then that means we need to instruct and we need to teach them that which is right. You know, I want to be a friend to my children. Uh, my wife and I, we have five children, four girls and a boy, and I want to be a friend to those children. 
And I think you ought to do things with your children. I think you ought to spend time with them. I think you ought to play with them. I think you ought to ride bikes and take walks and play baseball and, and have picnics and do all those things. Absolutely. But can I tell you, your main responsibility, my main responsibility as a parent is not to be the friend, but our first and foremost responsibility is to be the parent. Parents must be parents. Uh, pastors need to be pastors. Teachers need to be teachers. Coaches need to be coaches. Leaders must be leaders. We must fulfill the role that God has given to us. We find in the book of Proverbs, as we see Solomon instructing his son, we see some many, uh, many basics. We see, for instance, we see some doctrine. Not a lot, but we see some doctrine that is found in the Bible. Uh, we see in the book of Proverbs, we see some uh, Bible stories, and we see some opportunities for Bible memorization. We see in the book of Proverbs a lot of Bible principles, a lot of Bible philosophies, and we must learn as we study the book of Proverbs. Uh, we should always be learning. We have a responsibility to teach our children. Say, well, pastor, okay, if you've, you've convinced me. I'm going to teach my children. I'm going to sit them down once a week, and I'm going to teach them everything they need to know. Well, I think you ought to have times where you sit down with your children and you do instruct them. But you know one of the best ways to teach your children, one of the best ways for me to teach my children is by my example, by my life, by our just everyday life experiences. Uh, your children, they, they deal with something and you say, hey, you did a great job there. You encourage them. Uh, you, you brag on them. You praise them when they do right. And then when they do wrong, you say, hey, listen, uh, let's work on this. Let's work on being kind. Uh, let's work on having responsibility. Let's work on fulfilling our, our, our obligations. And, and we teach our children on a daily basis. Can I tell you, when we teach our children, it's so important that we teach them the basics. You know, the basics are not always fun. Uh, for instance, when I was playing Little League, I loved the games. Uh, I loved getting to hit the ball. You know what I didn't always love? I didn't always love the fielding practice. I didn't always love it when the coach would make us run laps around the field. I didn't always love the, the stretching, and I didn't always love the strategy time. I wanted to play, and that's sometimes the way we are. Uh, we, we think about uh, vacation. We say, oh, yes, it's vacation, but oh, man, I got to go to work today. And sometimes we don't enjoy the basics, but can I tell you, there must be basics that are instilled in our children. I'll close with uh, two examples. These are two basketball players, and uh, growing up, my dad uh, always, he was always, while I was growing up, my dad was always a Los Angeles Lakers fan. I know some people aren't crazy about the Lakers, and to be honest with you, I'm not a big LeBron James fan, uh, but uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, I grew up cheering for them, and uh, they had a, a, a very great uh, star who actually passed away a little over a year ago in a, a helicopter crash. His name was Kobe Bryant, uh, one of, I believe, one of the greatest uh, NBA stars, really, probably that's ever played the game. But Kobe Bryant, he had a, a routine that he would get up every morning at 4 a.m. And now this is a, a multimillionaire. This is a superstar. This is an MVP. But this guy would get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and he would work out. He would lift weights. He would do his training. He would get up in the morning at 4 o'clock in the morning before all the practices and before all the team meetings so that he could do his conditioning, 
so that he could do his weight training and so that he could do his shooting. They said about Kobe Bryant, and I don't know how long he did this, but they said for many years he would get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and he would shoot until he made 800 shots. Do you know how long it takes to make 800 shots, even if you're good? If you averaged each make, if it took you 10 seconds to shoot it, get the ball, shoot it again, it would take you 133 minutes. That's over two hours. If you made every shot that you took, it would take two hours straight at 10 seconds a shot. Some people would say, man, why did he do all that? He was the best. Well, that's why he was the best is because he worked on the basics. I don't know if this is true or not. I heard this story about Larry Bird. Many of you uh, remember Larry Bird. What a great uh, basketball player he was for the Boston Celtics. But they say that after Larry Bird won the NBA championship, I don't know which year it was, but they said the next morning, he got up early in the morning while everybody had been out partying and celebrating and having a great time from winning the championship. The next morning, Larry Bird got up early in the morning, went to the gym, started shooting free throws. He was already getting ready for next season. Now, I'll tell you this. I'm not asking you to be a basketball star. I'm not asking you to get up in the morning and uh, make 800 baskets on the court. I'm not asking you to do that, but I am saying this. We must teach our children the basics. The basics of reading the Bible. The basics of praying. Uh, the basics of telling the truth. The basics of hard work and, 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 uh, and integrity. And the basics of discipline and kindness. And the basics of the Word of God. And I hope as we teach our children, I hope we are learning as well. And I hope we never get away from the basics of God's Word. Proverbs is such a wonderful book to teach our children, and it's such a wonderful book for us to be reminded of the basics of the Christian life. God bless you. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for joining us today for The Winning Side. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.